What's going on, everybody? Leo Cannell here with the Seven Figures Club podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about the importance of doing the things you hate because someday it'll make you great. Doing the things you hate someday will absolutely make you great. How doing the things that I hated helped me build multiple seven figures businesses in the business funding arena and how Elon Musk was able to do the things that he hated to make his first true business truly great good old PayPal. Let's go. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. All right, everybody. Hope you're having uh, an amazing day and uh, you know writing those goals down, having a, a great week, well-focused you know, making things happen. And today in this podcast, I wanted to kind of talk about the importance of doing the things you hate that someday will make you absolutely great. Because in today's world, we often hear, oh, you know, do what you're passionate about, do the things you love, and that'll translate into success, and you'll never work a day of your life. And that is very cute, and it's certainly very possible but I haven't seen that happen very often. And even in, for example, let, let's, let's, let's take the example of a health coach. You're a health coach and you, know, you love health and you love fitness, but then there's gonna be marketing and there's gonna be sales calls and there's gonna be operations. And I guarantee you there's gonna be some things in there in building that health and fitness coaching business there's going to be a, quite a few things that you're going to have to do that you probably don't want to do. You might even hate doing them. But if you're going to succeed at a massive level, like that's what it's going to take. As I listen to you know a lot of books that uh, Grant Cardone has written, he always talks about doing the things that your competition are unwilling to do because they're too damn lazy or they don't want to do the hard things. And that, my friends, is a fact of life. If you're trying to join the Seven Figures Club and build that multi-seven figures business and create something that changes people's lives and makes a massive impact, I guarantee you, you will have to do things that you hate. And if you do them, someday you'll be great. So let me tell you a few stories about having to do some of the things that I haven't enjoyed particularly doing, but did them anyway in order to achieve the goals that I had. So, for example, with this uh, current uh, funding business, we've got Seven Figures Funding. This was a business that I started uh, in, my, in my home office. <laughs> it was just, uh, just me and, and uh, my first employee, and we were just sitting there uh, just working hard every single day. And some of the things that I had to do was I kind of had to go back to the roots of just calling leads, of even cold calling leads. And most of what we do was, you know, we would do attraction marketing where we'd have ads, people would respond to them, and we would be working at getting them financing and funding for their business. And as I was starting the business, even though I had built uh, multiple seven-figure businesses before that, I had to start at the beginning and I had to do the stuff that I, I didn't exactly love doing. I, and I didn't mind it, but, but I didn't love it. And at that point in my career, I certainly wasn't excited to do it again. But that's what I had to do. I had to you know get back on the phones 
and call one prospective client after another who needed financing and funding to get their business. And I remember it started every day at 9 a.m. in my home office. I got my five kids running around, you know, outside. I'm, I'm begging them to please be quiet. And I'm making these phone calls and, you know, I'm having to make uh, deals and negotiate and, you know, deal with the skepticism and the cynicism. Because at that point, when you're a brand new business, you don't have all the online five-star reviews. You don't have that credibility and you don't have the organization behind you and the people to really make that business grow. All that takes time and it takes relationships and training and so many different things. And so I had to do everything. I had to do the sales. I had to do the marketing. I had to do the reach out. I had to do the cold call. I had to organize what we were going to do online and get our first reviews. And then I had to do the uh, the funding manager jobs and the underwriting and all these different things that I didn't necessarily love and, and frankly thought I wasn't going to have to do again. And yet to make things work, that's what it take, or excuse me, that's what it took. And as I fast forwarded six months later, and now it's time to get into an office, and we've already got uh, seven or eight people on our team that have been working from home. We're going to move into the office, and the growth has happened, and now I've been able to fill you know, positions uh, in some of the, the roles that I had been doing everything and started to get the right people in those roles. Again, getting to that point, I never get there without doing the things I hated, without having to do all the little steps and uh, the phone calls and the marketing and just all of the stuff that I, I thought, you know, maybe I didn't, wasn't going to have to do those again, but I ended up having to do them. And boy, it was certainly well worth it as, as we saw the business grow, as I was able to get, uh, you know, a new wakeboarding boat uh, for our family and, and really see our dreams and everything uh, begin to come to fruition. But those things never again would have happened if I hadn't been willing to do what it what it took to make that happen. And that's what I see a lot of executives, a lot of managers, a lot of founders who aren't willing to kind of show the staff what it takes to succeed. And that's something I love, again, about Grant Cardone and what he does. I've seen multiple times where he's walking around his sales floor and he'll jump on a phone call direct with a client and show his sales team, you know, being uh, how to do it, right? How how to close the deal, how to bring that value, how to listen to the client. And I think that speaks volumes for founders and executives and managers who are willing to show their team how to succeed. Now, I understand every manager isn't the best at actually doing the sales job. Maybe they're a better manager and that's all fine and dandy, but anytime you can show by example how to do things and lead in that way, like you'll see massive success. And so one thing that I've taken pride in doing the last few years uh, as our business has grown is I pretty much deal with a lot of the, the problem clients. And, and I've taught our, our staff and empowered them to be able to resolve problems quickly, but I'm not afraid to get on the phone with that angry, irate insane crazy client who thinks that they've been wronged when you know they're just they, they haven't we've done everything possible to help them and maybe made a mistake or two along the way but ultimately they begin to take up this this uh, victim mentality but i i'm okay taking on those clients and resolving those problems quickly and that's again one of those seven figures uh 
secrets that pays massive dividends when you're willing to do what the competition want, when you're willing to you know, show by example how to do things in the business and show your team. Because ultimately, as the founder of the business, you've probably been doing this longer than they have, and no one knows how to do some of those things better than you. Now, ultimately, the goal is to build a team and empower and train them to actually be better than you were at that job, and that's that's always awesome. And I've I've seen that happen in a lot of positions in our company where our staff and our salespeople become better than I was at that job. But again, at the beginning and throughout the process, if you can show by example, that's part of doing maybe stuff that you don't love to do. You might even hate it, but if you do it, it will definitely make you great. Something I remember as I was reading Elon Musk's biography, and if you haven't read his biography, I highly recommend it. It is longer, I want to say maybe 15 hours or so, but it's a very fascinating, intriguing book, breaking down his life and his family's history. Uh, His grandfather was a a true badass. His grandfather uh, would fly planes uh, across the world to build different businesses, but uh, somehow, some way, uh, Elon Musk's family actually ends up in South Africa. And in South Africa, he grows up. He's kind of a, a prodigy of you know, being fascinated by computers and building software programs and computer programs. And as he's, as he's uh, growing up, you know, he goes through the process and he comes to the United States, you know, really doesn't uh, have any, any money, is able to you know, make ends meet and, and uh, you know, get some uh, education, especially back in that time. Education was, uh, was super important for some of those opportunities, whereas now it's not quite as important. The skills are more important. But there he was. And one of his first companies he's building, the one that really puts him on the map, is uh, PayPal. And at the time, I think it was called X2. And eventually, he and Peter Thiel bring their two organizations together, and they merge and as to get to that point, Elon Musk had to basically cold call other businesses and build up uh, value and just do regular uh, sales calls that basically his uh, entry-level employees were doing. And so he was on the phone doing that with them. You know, he wasn't uh, he wasn't driving the the Ferrari that he ends up or the Lamborghini that he buys after he sells PayPal. He's got a crappy car. And he literally has nowhere to live, so he sleeps in the office. He eats, sleeps, and drinks this business, working, you know, right there from their office. And, uh, you know, goes to sleep there, wakes up there. He's putting in 14, 15-hour days, and he's doing everything that the competition won't do in order to succeed. And I guarantee you, if you ask him, asked him during that time if he loved what he was doing and it was his passion and his, was it his dream? Oh, absolutely, it was his dream. Did he love having to do those sales calls and grind it out with 15-hour days? No, I don't think he did. And if you've listened to him like he's not, he is a phenomenal salesperson, no doubt, but his voice doesn't come off as that, you know, really confident, over-the-top you know, extraordinarily extroverted, gifted sales guy. I mean, he's got amazing skills, but I, I don't 
I think there's a lot of people that probably do some of that uh, better than he did, especially early on in his career. But he was willing to do it. He was willing to lead. He was willing to do what the competition wasn't. He was willing to do things that he, I guarantee, didn't love, that he hated. And success followed. And as they merged and built uh, PayPal up and became known later as the PayPal Mafia, especially with him and Peter Thiel and a few of the other uh, guys that were with him that all built you know, uh, billion-dollar businesses, uh, several of them did. Obviously, Peter Thiel's built a few, and, and certainly Elon Musk has. And and it's just extraordinary to see the success that came because he was willing to do the things that he hated. So as you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a beginning entrepreneur, if you're not willing to get in the trenches and dig the dirt and learn the process, because before you can actually you know, hire and train someone to replace you in that job and duplicate what you're doing so that you can grow and scale the business, You've it certainly helps if you're in the trenches and you learn. Because when you're right there in the trenches, you learn, well, here's the objections. Here's the issues. These type of deals and leads are better than others. And that's, again, how you succeed in business by learning those aspects, creating those different uh, job titles and descriptions and trainings, and then hiring out and scaling that as you grow. But you can't ever do that if you haven't been in the trenches and if you haven't done those things. You're just guessing. And that's something that even Elon Musk was able to do. So my invitation to you today is to get in the trenches, find out you know, what it is you need to do to build the foundation for whatever business you're in. Uh, of course, if, if you don't have one, you can always go to sevenfigures.com and join our recession-proof business in the business funding world. Uh, we've ha- been able to see a lot of our funding partners achieve phenomenal success, build a business uh, from home, a recession-proof business, a business that does well uh, you know, in good times and even gets even busier during bad times like the current slowdown uh, that we're in right now. So if you're looking for an opportunity, go to sevenfigures.com. If you already have your startup and you're, you're, you're an, or you're an aspiring entrepreneur and you, you have an idea what you need to do, you, you have to be willing to do the things you hate because someday it will absolutely make you great. That is a fact that's been a fact over and over again in my life as an entrepreneur for the last 18 years. And I know it will uh, continue to be. Now, at the same point, let me point out that the sooner you can move on to managing the business, to duplicating yourself by bringing in additional people into your organization, the quicker you'll be able to grow and scale. But again, I find it really difficult to do that if you haven't been in the trenches doing the difficult stuff you know, that you're going to be asking your staff to do. And even when you do grow, if you can be like Grant Cardone and jump on the phone or jump in those sales calls and show everybody that you that you know you understand what they're going through and this is how you get it done you're going to see phenomenal success so do the things you hate it will make you great and we'll see you next time on the seven figures podcast are you looking for more seven figure secrets content or even how you can launch your own recession proof business then check out sevenfigures.com that's the digit seven f-i-g-u-r-e-s.com where we share more videos stories strategies funding solutions entrepreneurial education and even the secret business type that's recession proof thank you for listening and if you're finding value in our podcast please give us a five star and invite others to join the club